Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Attorney joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? That's uh, It's All Over by dancehall reggae star Buju Banton. And uh, farewell to the Grizzly season opening losing streak. It is all over now. Blessed yeah. Lord. So Twitter or as some like to call it X, it calls itself X, is a strange thing because it's, it's just a real time and you never know what, what was, what's going to happen or unfold. But 12 hours ago, you tweeted, well, that was a huge waste of time. What, what occasion to that tweet? I think you pay more attention to my, my Twitter feed than I do. Um, <laughs> that may be. I do go see what you've been, what you've been up to before you pop on the show every day. Yes. But um, honestly, I look to that, see if you've written something. Go ahead. That was the um, the there, there was a stoppage of time to sort out, you know. Uh, it, it was when they ended up calling a flop, I guess, on Zaire Williams, and then a, a taunting foul on whatever Pacer uh, Blazers player, and they were offsetting technicals that resulted in no free throw, sh- oh, no see. free throws, and it took like seven minutes to sort out. I see. It really just should have been a no call. It was too. Let's to play a, basketball. It was just to a moment in the game. Okay, so um, anyway, they did get their win, and I mean, there's just something to be said for getting the damn win, right? For the relief of getting the win. Yeah, I mean, it should have been two. I mean, they, they they blew the game Friday night. I mean, you'd feel a lot better if you were coming back, you know, two and five instead of one and six. Um, but they got off the snide, and I think I won't say more important than getting the win because when like when you're oh for the start of the season, right. like I don't think anything's more important than getting the win. But they are bringing back, and this is sort of what I'm writing about today a little bit. I'm writing on my weekly column that'll go up later today. Not like not yet finished, but close. They're not just bringing back a win as they come home from this road trip. They're bringing back a more functional basketball team because of Santiago Dama getting back, Biz McMayambo being added, and Luke Kennard finding his shot. You know, it's not just getting back those players. It's getting back some specific skill attributes those players have that other players in the middle and the back end of the roster don't have that they really, really badly needed. And I think it has a big impact on what they're going to be able to do. Um, so, okay, well, obviously Luke Kennard hitting shots makes a huge difference. <laughs> huge difference. Um, as... I guess my question is, with those players in those roles, how credible a basketball do you think team do you think they are? 
Well, I think they're a credible basketball team. I mean, but that, that's not that's not that's not the highest bar, you know. No, I, it was just I mean, a, it was just it, an it, adjective. It, it, how right. good do you think? How and good so, do you think they are? That's fine. Go ahead. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. You got to play the games, but but I think I think they're more functional. Is my point. I mean, right. there's less grasping at straws because other than the the the, the, the three point defense, which has really killed them, and it's been you know a combination of bad performance and bad luck. Yeah. The things that they've really been missing, and I've been writing about this since, you know, opening night to some degree, they had no way to generate offense off of their bench, and they had no way to have a presence at the rim defensively if Jared Jackson Jr. was not in the game. And so, Biombo gives them specifically that, a defensive presence. Kennard and Aldama, some nights shots fall, some nights they don't, but they are just purely more talented offensive players than anyone else you know, outside, really, out, maybe even outside of Jaron and Des, frankly. They may be the third and fourth best offensive players on the team, with, you know, setting Moran aside. Um, at worst, they're like fourth and fifth, if you want to be generous toward Marcus Smart. And I'm not sure, you know, you know. I, I just think they, that, that offensive skill that Kennard and Aldama have and the, the defensive physical presence that Biombo has – those are those are those aren't generic skills. Those are specific skills that this team badly needed, and so much of the rest of the back end of the roster are just like more generic players, like John Conchar and David Roddy and Zaire Williams and you know whatever. Some nights those guys may play well, some nights they won't. But like they're more generic players. They don't have those specific skill sets that enhance the core of what you have to work with. So I just think the team is a lot more functional with those players, even if you add those players like they did over the, over the weekend and you lose a Conchar and a Derrick Rose and a Xavier, and a, you know, and a, and a Xavier Tillman. Uh, what did you think of Biombo uh, in his uh, first real play with the Grizzlies? I mean, he had a, he had a particularly productive game. It would not surprise me at all. If, we, if you look back and that was one of the most productive games he's had as a Grizzly. So I don't, I don't count on that level of production every night. But again, I think those sort of sort of basic, really mundane big fan skills, rebounding well, contesting shots well, setting good picks, that's pretty mundane stuff. But it's mundane stuff the Grizzlies badly needed with Steven Adams out. So I think that's the kind of stuff you can there, – there are some skills that are more reliable night to night than others. And this is why, I, you know, I, I've been sort of the broken record of valuing, you know, your Mountains and Kyle Andersons and those guys more than your Luke Kennards historically – because I, I think, you know, defense, defense is more repeatable every night. And, and there are some things more repeatable. I think the things that Biombo is good at, you can kind of count on him being good at. He won't necessarily have that level of production every game, but, like, he, he's going to be a physical presence inside pretty much every game. That's not a matter of shots going in or not going in. He, uh, he started because Tillman was out. How do you imagine that will play out when Tillman returns? It's a real question. I mean, again, to your point, like they were, they were planning to start Tillman. They didn't plan to start Biombo, and it was a late scratch. Right. Um, you know, I, I thought Tillman was a good bet to hold the job throughout the season, barring some kind of trade. But he, he played well in the first three games, even amid the losing, and he really fell off the planet the next three games. Um, the, the, to me, the question for the Grizzlies is, what's the best way to deploy there's only so many minutes you're going to get from Biombo. Right. Um, and the, the question is the best way to deploy his, his sort of defensive presence and Jaron's defensive presence over the course of 48 minutes. Like, you play them together, you play them together a lot and maximize that. 
or do you, or, do, or does that rest you look up and suddenly you have, you know, Tillman and Roddy playing together or whatever, and you don't, you have minutes where you don't have anybody. So to me, it's a real question of, you know, you, you could play them together, and that I think is helpful to Jaron in some ways. But do you want to make sure you can spread out that that sort of rim protection across your 48 minutes? I don't think there's an obvious answer to that question. That's something they sort of have to sort out. But I think Aldama, the inback, helps in some regard too. I mean, he's no great defender, but he is six eleven. He gives you more presence, you know, at the rim than say David Roddy does. Um, uh, obviously, Kenneth Lofton. Got Junior got some play largely because Tillman was out and they needed the body. Do you think? I mean, he 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 was you know what he does. He did what he does. He hit yeah. some shots. He got three assists. Ten minutes. He was five points, three assists, two rebounds. I know plus minus isn't a useful stat, but he was plus four in his time on the court. You think he falls right out of the rotation again when Tillman comes back? Probably. Um, although you know, I mean, to me, there's a question of sort of just general pecking order. The higher you are, the more opportunities that are going to come your way because this is not a team that you just can assume will, will have everybody healthy because they right. just don't. Um, and so, like, Lofton is playing above LaRavia in the pecking order, and that's going to, you know, for now. And if that doesn't change, it's going to put Lofton in, in position to get opportunities. I think him playing rotation minutes early in the game that were productive, that helped them win, is going to help his case. And, you know, the Grizzlies will face a decision here in, in – however many games it's going to be before, before Jaws back in terms of their rotation. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I, I have no idea on the Tillman knee soreness thing whether that's going to linger. I mean, obviously they have several days off uh, before they play again. Right. I would suspect if, 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 if Jackson, Biombo, Tillman, and Aldama are all healthy, Lawson's probably not playing, but we'll see. Um, you brought up Marcus Smart. What? You would do what generously? They're fourth. What did you call them? generously? The third best. If you want to be generous to him, third best offensive player. What have you thought of Marcus Smart? I think he's been he's been erratic. He's been he's had some good games and good stretches. He's had bad games and bad stretches. I think he was mostly pretty bad in these two Portland games. And yep. in fact, him having a bad game Friday night, you know, really, right. I think he'd had an average game. They win that game probably. I think that was pretty costly. I think what we're seeing is that he is the best version of Marcus Smart is not starting point guard anymore, which is fine because they didn't trade for him to be their starting point guard. I think he is going to be a lot better. It's going to be a lot better fit for him when Ja comes back and he's playing more off the ball. And then he's, you know, playing backup point guard when Ja goes to the bench. And then you're not getting the Derrick Rose minutes and the Jacob Gilliard minutes and that kind of stuff. And I think, I think, I still like the Marcus Smart fit for the Grizzlies. I just don't think starting point guard is his highest, best use anymore. Uh, it was interesting. When Jacob Gilliard got in last night. Obviously, Lawson, Lofton got in last night. I mean, you're still doing no Conchar, no Derek Rose, it, right. no Tillman. It really is something else. The two stars of this team, Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., were terrific uh, all weekend long. And I have to say, Watching Bain play, I mean, you talk about when Ja comes back, and obviously that'll right. help. When Ja, thinking about him next to Ja, like it, it really does. It, it it reminds us when we are heading into that Lakers series. We, I was the sort of, what are the Lakers going to do with these two? Like when Ja returns, if he's at peak Ja, it's a hell of a, uh, a hell of a tarred backcourt. Yeah, I mean, to me, Bain is having to work so hard right now 
And like it's and he's shooting thirty four percent from three, which right. is sort of below what you would expect from him. He's taking ten a game and he's having to force lots of tough shots. Lots of I think it's surprising he's been efficient as he's been given how aggressively he's having to force offense on a team that doesn't have many other places to go. And so, yeah, I, I think, you know, are they both higher higher up in the offensive pecking order than you would like them to be? Sure, but, like, I, you know, that only makes you more more excited to see what will happen when they come back and Ja gets there. Now, is it going to be too far gone for this season? We'll find out. But I think the core the, – the idea that your team is built around this Morant-Bain-Jackson core – as bad as it starts been, I, I feel better about that, at least not worse. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. I saw that you said uh, somewhere, could have been on Twitter, to which I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm locked in on your Twitter, um, that you were, um, that, that, that you were wondering if, 500 by the all-star break is that what you set out as a possible like is this a doable yeah, goal that was just that was spitballing i like i didn't sit down and do any math right. on that but that was just a conversational thing um so um and then jaron do you think by the way obviously played incredibly heavy minutes friday but you know is he going to while jai is out is he going to have to pull back on the minutes? All the, in fairness, Jaron, 75 minutes over the weekend, two fouls total. You've never been obsessed by, with his fouls, but that's impressive. Yeah, his foul rate is way down, and it's so far down that I would expect it to tick back up a little bit. Hopefully it'll settle. Wherever it settles will be lower than it was last year. That's sort of the idea. Let's you know, make it a little bit better every year. Um, but the Jaron... The Jaron minutes thing has never been tied to the fouls the right. way people think it is. I made this case repeatedly. I made this case on national podcast. Like I graphed it out last season. <laughs> like you know, like he, he played the same number of minutes with one and two fouls as he did with five and six. Basically, it's been partly team. You know, the you know ten man rotation and the, the team not wanting to play heavy minutes. It's been part being careful with him coming off the injury, which he was last season. So like, like two years in a row coming off injuries. And it's been part an issue of stamina, which he and Taylor Jenkins have both sort of talked about. 
And so, you know, his minutes are up to 32, 33 a game. I think that's where you want them to be. I don't think you want him playing 37 every night, you know, in terms of wear and tear. But I think if he can handle, you know, getting – if he can handle and if he was willing to give him, you know, getting well up into the 30s, I think that is more than appropriate and welcome. Did you happen to hear – have you heard uh, the, the, the podcast uh, that Windhorst and McMahon do, the most recent one? They, they talk for 20 minutes about the Grizzlies in there. And I have to say, it's pretty – Savage is a little strong, but it is, it is a lot of gloom and doom. Um, and a lot of questioning, a lot of things. Um, I, I don't know. Have, did, did you happen to hear it? Yeah, I don't. I, I do, and I know strong about. I don't really remember the details. Yeah, I, th- there's a lot of like you know, if you don't follow a team every day, you can't follow all 30 teams closely every day, no matter right. who you are. And I think with the Grizzlies, there's a little bit of like, you know, there's a little bit of I don't glee is not the right term, but a little bit of people like wanting to give them their comeuppance after they got so much attention, you know, in the last couple of years, you know. It is um, funny. So, so, I, so much of that's just. Jaw comeuppance, really, right? It's really focused yeah. at jaw comeuppance. It's not Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson comeuppance, right? Right. And, and I think I think sometimes, honestly, just broadly, like in sports media, there's the the, the whole idea of like you got to cheer them when they're up, you got to kick them when they're down, and right. like you got to rip them when they're down. This idea that like you know this sort of judgmental responsibility. I don't know. That's just not the way I ever think about things. Um, but I think that's a part of it. You feel like, you know, where things are going poorly, we, we got it. We got to rip them. Cause that's how we're, that's how we're objective or whatever, instead of let's just analyze and figure out what we think is true and not true. Aldama, he, he was back, but I, I, I certainly expect more. Don't you think going forward? I mean, he was good. Good to see him. But it what, was one game. It was one yeah, game one back. Game. I just thought his stat line wasn't, wasn't immense, but to me, you could really feel the difference on the floor of ha- having someone who's 6'11", who can create stuff and get shots off. I-, I just think the team functioned almost immediately when he got out there. It felt a lot better than some of the lineups they've been running out. And so I, I think Aldama, having Aldama back is going to make a big impact on the team. So we wondered heading into the year about, you know, the three young wings or three for whatever we want to call them in, in Laravia, Roddy, and Zaire. Well, Laravia, I presume, is, is, is no longer in the rotation, I guess. Um, certainly wasn't last night. Uh, Roddy has probably had to play too much four, but hasn't been particularly effective. And Zaire has not done a lot either. Are you feeling – how are you feeling about – are you feeling optimistic yeah. about any of the three? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't quite be optimistic. I, I would say with Laravia, you wonder, like, you would, you would think a guy, you know, it's, you know, seven games in the year two. Um, they, they spent essentially two first-round picks to get him, like moved up a few spots. I think it was 22 and 29 for 19 or whatever. So, obviously, there was a lot of belief in their scout on him to do that. You would assume he gets more opportunities. But, like, a lot of guys don't work out. I think that's the thing that I think – I think the drafting went so well for a few years there. Right. I think some Grizzlies fans forgot this, and maybe some Grizzlies, like, you know, decision-makers also forgot this that most picks don't work out. Like, you know, yep. you can be the greatest talent evaluator in the world and most of your picks outside the lottery are going to miss. You know, that's just the way it goes. And so, like, maybe LaRavia gets more chances. Maybe it works out. Maybe he doesn't. And maybe, you know, they look up and they say, we got to make a roster decision. And, like, maybe we like Biombo and Kenneth Lofton more than LaRavia. Like, I don't know. I think that's possible. I don't know. Um, Roddy, Roddy, I think has been fine, but to me, there's a real hard ceiling on yeah. him. Like he's an energy guy, 
I think I think he he's better at the four if he can play next to a shot to a rim protector. So if he's playing with Jaron or maybe Biombo, that'll work out better than playing, you know, with Aldama or with Tillman or some of that. Um, I think Roddy's been fine for what he is. Um, the Zaire thing is like the one that matters most, I think, because I think he is the highest upside of the three by far. You're closer to having to make a real contract decision on him. Um, he's had his moments. He's, he's been better on the boards. I think he will be really helped by having job back. I think he will function much better with a, a point guard who can, who can set stuff up for him and it can get out in transition. I think that'll play to his strengths a lot more. So I, like, I, I, I'm playing the long game, at least this season with Zaire Williams. Um, but to me, there's a real question of, do you stick with him in the starting lineup or do you go with Kennard to try to goose the offense? Because just like we were talking about in the preseason, I still think the best lineup you can put on the floor right now with Ja out is right. going to have Kennard in that spot. <clears throat> All right. Uh, James Harden makes his debut at Madison Square Garden tonight uh, and will start, evidently, alongside Westbrook, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. That'll be interesting. Yeah. It adds a, it adds another you know subplot to the ongoing soap opera of NBA basketball you know on and off the floor the on the floor stuff will be interesting um, there's a lot of talent there's a really good head coach to put that talent together and so we'll see how they do with it CJ McCollum out with an injury I mean again we see and you you wrote about this in last week that it feels like the Grizzlies have been particularly beset by injuries. But you don't really feel like – I mean, this year, obviously, they have. But over the course of right. the last year and a half, two years, it doesn't feel – your, your thought was it was not atypical? Well, it's not my thought. It was it like, you the know, numbers. Other, other people disconnected to teams who right. have count, who've, like, counted the numbers, right? right, did not have the Grizzlies among the most impacted, meaning the five most impacted out of 30. The Grizzlies were not, one, were not considered one of the five most impacted teams – either in raw numbers of missed games or quality of missed games, once you consider the, the players. Grizzlies didn't crack the top five on either of those lists either the past two seasons. Now, the list I found did not show beyond five. That, that would have required me to have a right. subscription to the site. <laughs> I, just, I, I suspect you wouldn't go too much further down the list to find the Grizzlies, but, they, but it was not top five. Right. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.